Please be seated. They left for their own country by another road. We actually know very little about these strangers from the east in today's gospel. Our translation calls them wise men. Some translations call them the magi. Tradition, like in the hymn that we'll sing later, they're known as kings. Longfellow, in his poem, gives them names Malchior, Gaspar, and Balthazar. Though we know that they have three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we actually don't know how many there are. There's traditions that there's just two wise men, and there's traditions that there's as many as 12. It's a mystery. But we know that they're from the east, from far away, from Babylon, or what's now Iran, or Kurdistan, and they came following a star with their valuable gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, to the house of Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. Has anyone ever been to Bethlehem? A couple of you. Then you know, so Bethlehem is a city on a, on a hill. And if you stand from the hill on the other side of the valley, actually it's a, known as the shepherd's field, and you look over to Bethlehem, you know exactly where the alleged place that Jesus' house was, where he was born. It's where the church of the nativity is in Bethlehem. And there in the middle of the town, raised up amongst the buildings, is this enormous star. It's one of the largest stained glass windows in the entire world on the side of the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. So you can see how it might have been with a star right there above that city. And not to digress, if you stand there looking at it, you see this amazing sight, but there in between there's a big wall preventing anyone from getting there without going through a checkpoint. But that's another story. So we get used to this story, this story of the Magi. It's in our Christmas pageant. It's in our Christmas creches. It's in our hymns. It's in our Christmas cards. But you know, for the original hearers of this story, for the first century Jewish community that Matthew was writing for, this community that was fearful of outsiders, it would have been a shock, an absolute surprise. These astrologers who come from the east, how dare them? How dare them come from this foreign land to worship their king? And we've sanitized the story. We don't even read it all. Do you know what else happens? A few minutes later, when Herod realizes that he'd been outwitted by these wise men, he sends his troops to Bethlehem. He slaughters every child under two years old. And Joseph, in a dream, he's warned of this. 
and he takes him and Mary and Jesus to live as a refugee in Egypt. It's actually not an unfamiliar story of a vulnerable family being victims of political whims of the powerful. So this gentle story of the epiphany is actually filled with violence and surprise. It's meant to wake us up. So we celebrate this feast of disclosure, of manifestation, of appearance of the Magi. It gets me thinking about these Magi so far away. I imagine that they were searching, they were seeking for something. Maybe in their lives they'd tried this or that. Maybe they'd read that new book. They went to yoga class. The gym each day. They tried astrology or the life-changing magic of tidying up or the Haggai living peacefully in your home. Or maybe they tried meditation. But these men, they had a constant restlessness, an unsettledness deep inside of them. Maybe they wondered what their purpose was. Maybe they were looking for meaning. Maybe they just wanted to break up the monotony or tedium of their lives. Think about everything that they had to give up to go on this journey. But they saw the star rise and they went. They went for what must have been weeks. They went looking for a king they thought would change it all for them. So they go to Jerusalem, a site of great power, of religious fervor at the time. The great temple, one of the largest buildings in the entire world was built in Jerusalem, the place where man and God were said to meet. They thought that's where they'd go and they'd find him. But he wasn't there. They were sent six miles away to this backwater town, to Bethlehem, to a regular house with Mary and Joseph and a baby, a simple family doing what families do, trying to figure out how to share together and eat and to keep things clean. That's where they found him. The new, new thing they thought would change it all, where they believed all their answers would come, the charismatic leader, the guru, the shaman, they thought would answer their questions, and here they are in a living room with a child. And that's where it happened. That's where they encountered the real deal. There in that house was the moment that changed everything for them. They'd heard that the world, the universe, was lying on a fulcrum of this child. Everything would change because of that moment. But here it was, so plainly in the everyday, 
the child that changed the world, the universe. So those magi, they slept. They slept there, and they had a dream, and they woke up. And they went home by another road. The old road wouldn't work for them anymore. They'd seen the truth. They had to find another path, another way. Maybe it was an unmarked road. Maybe it was somewhere that no one had gone before. Maybe it wasn't the highway that they'd been told that they'd find everything was right. They took another road home because they'd seen the truth and they were changed. The miracle of life in all its normalness and the child that changed everything in the home of Jesus. So here we are, the first Sunday of the new year. It's cold outside and it's cold inside. And we're here at this moment celebrating new beginnings for these children as well. So as we begin this year, as we begin this journey, each of us as individuals and us together, what is the star you are after this year? What is that star that you see rising? Where do you think it is leading you? And are you ready for what will happen when you find it? Amen.